Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everyone. What is the third most popular book in the UK? Well, it is the His Dark Materials trilogy of novels by author Philip Pullman. This series of fantasy, mystery and adventure stories is perhaps as popular as Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings and The Chronicles of Narnia. It was made into a film, but that didn't really capture the intense enjoyment of the original story. Um, All the books are available as audiobooks, narrated by the author himself and a full cast of other actors. And these books are very well rated on Audible.com. One reviewer here says this about the book. My entire family has gotten hooked on this book to the extent that we look for reasons to get in the car and drive with it. I was so enthralled that we ran out of gas. Imaginative premise, interesting and well-developed characters, and many plot twists. I thought you could not top Jim Dale reading the Harry Potter stories, but this is right up there. You can download it free, everyone, by visiting audibletrial.com forward slash teacherluke or just click one of the Audible buttons on my website. I'll tell you more about the UK's favourite books in the future, but now let's get started with this episode. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello there, welcome back to another episode of Luke's English Podcast. Did you listen to the first part in this series? I was talking to a friend of mine called uh, Marcus Keeley. He comes from Belfast in Northern Ireland. He was just in town for uh, the weekend to do a bit of sightseeing with his uh, girlfriend and also to do some comedy shows in town as well. And of course, I jumped at the opportunity to have um, a genuine Uh, sort of accent from Northern Ireland in there. And also, I just find Marcus to be quite fun conversation. Uh, As I said, he is a comedian. He's also an improviser and a poet and uh, many other things. And uh, as I said, he comes from Belfast in Northern Ireland. So uh, this uh, series, which is actually three episodes, is just a a chance for us to hear a bit of the Northern Irish accent and also to consider some of the issues that surround this part of the UK. All right, so in the first one, we got to know Marcus a little bit. And now in part two, we're going to turn to focus on uh, Northern Ireland itself. So we'll be looking at some of the history, some of the politics, and uh, some of the other stuff that you might want to do there if you visit as a tourist. Um, So interesting episode, hopefully, which will uh, reveal various things about uh, the Northern Ireland that you perhaps didn't know before. So keep listening and uh, stay tuned for part three, which should arrive soon. Don't forget that uh, we invite you always to leave your comments on teacherluke.co.uk so you can kind of join the conversation. All right, that's it for this uh, introduction. Let's carry on now with this conversation that I had with Marcus uh, up on the roof of my building recently. Okay, here we go. Right, so let's move on to just have a look at Northern Ireland, because I did say at the beginning of the episode that uh, uh, my listeners who come from many countries around the world, they might not know that much about Northern Ireland. It's often a bit overlooked, 
People often see the UK as just London or Edinburgh or Oxford and Cambridge, maybe Manchester, Stonehenge, and a few other famous spots. Uh, but Northern Ireland is rarely mentioned. Uh, this might be because the UK is a bit confusing. Uh, people aren't completely sure exactly how Ireland and, and Northern Ireland fit into it. Obviously, the Republic of Ireland is not part of the UK. It's a republic. Uh, but Northern Ireland is. Um, so I expect that people are also aware that ha there has been trouble in Northern Ireland in the past. We call it the, the Troubles uh, with the IRA and the sectarian conflict and so on. Uh, but there's more to it than that. It's not uh, Northern Ireland is not defined by, by that, although obviously that's a part of the story. Um, so I'd like to try and let my listeners know a little bit more of what it's really like to live in Northern Ireland. Of course, it's a huge subject because there's all the history and there's all the politics and everything. We can't necessarily deal with all of it. But, um, you know, as a, as a Northern Irish person, um, maybe you can just sort of tell us what it's really like from the inside. Um, when you meet people from other countries, do they have a sort of fixed idea or do you find that people have stereotypes about Northern Ireland? Um, well, a lot of the time, um, whenever you... We We'd meet someone from a different place. Most of the time, it would be you know in a pub or something, and they are always taken aback by how friendly we are, right? As the people, and um, generally, those sorts of difficult questions about the history and that don't really come up yeah. until they feel comfortable enough to ask, right? And then whenever they do ask, we tend to just go, "Well, we don't have all the time in the world." But from a visitor's perspective, it's it's you know stuff has happened. There's still some level of something going on, but nowhere near what it used to be. The streets aren't dangerous. Mm. Stuff isn't blowing up. Um, there's still, you know, disagreements and bickering, but it's it's getting to that point where there's been so many generations since yeah. that people like myself and people around my age wouldn't really... We would, you know, be obviously very well informed and know the the whole story, but we're not essentially going to be looking to push that agenda either yeah. because we have other things in our life. Because the globalization of the world, although it was already a globe to begin with, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, we will answer questions if asked. But we, generally speaking, if we see a foreign person, we're not going to foreign person. If we see someone who's not from where from Northern Ireland we're not going to go and go come here to Italy see down there I know someone who was shot down there you know what I mean we're not going to start pushing it unless you know there are tours for that sort of thing uh, who I've seen shot tours uh, the mural tours Titanic tours Game of Thrones tours now we're talking yeah Titanic and Game of Thrones mm -hmm. so I mean basically Okay. I mean, I doubt that there's anyone listening to this who would go to Northern Ireland and go, well, here I am in Northern Ireland. I'd better start talking about the Troubles. Yeah. There's a pub. I'll go in there and they're like, right, tell me about uh, explosions. Go. Yeah. Uh, they're unlikely to, to do that. But I still, I think in people's minds, we, you know, we need to get a bigger picture. We need to get mm -hmm. more. Uh, I mean, you know, if you're in the pub, you're probably more likely to want to talk about anything, really. You've, you, comedy you know well, or we're probably going to be more interested in where that person's from right and say well the, the first question always is what are you doing here which doesn't mean to be like <laughs> and what are you doing here and get away it's just more why have you come here yeah um, like we do have stuff you know like the titanic and the game of thrones there's more industry here now but generally speaking if anyone's in belfast or northern Ireland for more than 
two or three days were kind of wondering what they're doing because you could easily go through a lot of stuff in that time that you would get a you know, full, rich enough experience. Mm-hmm. Um, Belfast is kind of a good place to set out from and come back to. So there's a lot of stuff up on the north coast and in the country. The countryside's really nice. Yeah. All that sort of stuff. But yeah, if anyone does come north now and someone will inevitably ask, what are you doing here? It doesn't mean I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Just like, we want to know why you're here. Yeah. Just because... You know, maybe you have you know something that we don't, which is great about this place. But if people are visiting the UK, Northern Ireland is not a place that they should miss. I mean, there's 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 good stuff to no, see and stuff lot. to do. Yeah, yeah, no, there's um, as as much as anywhere else, really. You know, um, we are more. I would say we are especially friendly to you know people who are traveling through because we are very conscious of our history and we do want to show people a good time. Yeah. So go, don't go away with this preconceived idea. Yeah. Um, which they're unlikely to do because once they actually get here, they'll just go, all right, well, this is this is pleasant enough. Yeah. I, I've got enough out of this. Would uh, you re- would you recommend anything, um, not just in the in the Belfast area, but just in the, in the country as a whole? <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, well, there's the typical stuff like the Giant's Causeway. The Giant's Causeway. Uh, that's a rock formation. I'm really selling it. It's no. a rock formation. Um, <laughs> it's an amazing rock formation, yeah. though. Um, it's really nice up on the north coast, um, formed millions of years ago. So I haven't, I haven't even been to it. I haven't been to it either. No, but it looks really good. <laughs> it does. I mean, the the, the Giant's, Giant's Causeway, it's yeah. one of those things that you would see in a picture in the National Geographic magazine, mm-hmm. right? It's one of those amazing things because it's... So it, I think it's it was formed with volcanic yeah. rock mm-hmm. um, that, that, that came out of the water or near the water or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so... What so it's hexagonal stones at the... They do look very nice. Even the Simpsons went there, so that shows that you should go there too. There you go. It's one of the one of the many wonders of the world. Yeah, not um, just the, in the not just one of the seven, but if you expand the list, then it's in there. Yeah, it's somewhere in the top forty, maybe. Yeah. Well, I don't know, but anyway, um, yeah, there's that, and obviously we're we're known as well for. Uh, like the Irish Open, the golf, there's plenty of golf courses. Bill Murray likes to golf in Northern Ireland, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, Rihanna shot a music video in Belfast once. Oh, yeah. Love in a Hopeless Place. A friend of mine who's, who's actually an artist in Loft was in the video for that. Right. And Rihanna dislocated his shoulder. <laughs> I'm not surprised because, I mean, Rihanna seems like she could dislocate your shoulder. Yeah, she, she you know, if you're... Initially, if you're like, I'm going to fight Rihanna, then you really think about it. You're like, I don't know. She looks like a, a warrior. Yeah. I mean, she's amazing. Uh, yeah. But she does look like she could dislocate your shoulder with her legs. Yeah. <laughs> with just a kick. Ah! Yeah. Or with um, her thighs or something. But it was that in the music video when they're in the field all jumping up and down. Uh-huh. Um, it's quite tightly shot because there's only about 12 of them. And apparently it was very, very grim and not that fun. But he's in there and he got his shoulder dislocated. How did she Rihanna. dislocate his shoulder? He just bumped into him at the wrong point. She she like twerked into him or something. Yeah, does she twerk or? Is I think she twerks. She also twerks. Right? Yeah, I have to get on that. I don't know. Um, what else is there? There's plenty of things. There's, I mean, the, you mentioned the Titanic because the Titanic originally oh, what, yeah. was built in in was built built Belfast in Northern um, Ireland, right? Yeah, there's a whole Titanic Centre experience. It's not a Titanic museum, in case people are going and trying, looking for artefacts. We don't have that, but it's the whole from you know the plans and in the shipyards and then the the, the fateful journey. Um, and you can buy loads of things in the gift shop. It's nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a good thing to do. Um, and sorry, you said Game of Thrones is filmed in, yeah, in Northern Ireland. Um, the a lot of the outside stuff, but we have the the Titanic. 
Paint Hall Studios, I think they're called, where a lot of stuff was filmed there. Um, so Game of Thrones is filmed here. Um, and we always feel bad for those people because all these Hollywood stars, obviously, they have to spend months on end in Belfast. And everything shuts at one. And, you know... Everything shuts at one, what? One like bars. One a.m.? Yeah. That's that's better than in London. Oh, yeah, central London, they all close. And there's only clubs afterwards, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, right enough. Because I used to live in England. And I was shocked and sickened when the bar closed at half eleven. I was like, yeah. what's going on? This is insane. <laughs> um... But then we're like, oh, I'll just go to a club. I'm like, no, I hate clubs. Yeah, I hate clubs too. I like, I like um, pubs. I like to be able to sit down on a leather chair and, you know. And, and hear. And be able to talk and play darts. But that's that's a trade-off we got because we don't have the 24-hour opening. So because we couldn't get that to say, well, the pubs are open until one then. And we we're like, well, that's probably better. Mm. Um, mm. But yes, um, oh, nothing opens on Sunday till one as well. Shops don't open. Okay. Um, that's because of political religious reasons which okay. tend to dominate a lot of the fun things that you can do yeah. but if you don't you know lie in on Sunday then check yeah. out's probably not till 12 you're stay, right stay in bed but what can you does that mean you can't go and get like a brunch somewhere um, at, at uh, you know 11 or 12 o'clock you have to wait until 1 before everything opens yeah it's not brunch then it's lunch yeah no brunch is available well, in, in, in Paris it's still a brunch even if it's like at 2 or 3 in the afternoon mm. that's still a brunch it's weird isn't it yeah that's what would that be should Afternoon tea? Linner, Linner, uh, br- oh. br- Brunner. I don't know what's the combination between a brunch and lunch, a, a breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's, you know, a Berliner. That's a German sausage. Yeah. And it's confusing. Yeah. Anyway. Well, we'll just let the French have what they have then. Yeah, they can do what they like. It's fine. It's, they have the liberty mm-hmm. to, to do that. Um, all right, so plenty of things to do in, in Northern Ireland if uh, mm-hmm. anyone chooses to go there. Um, so let's see, I've got sort of various other questions. What can people do if they visit? Visit. What's the atmosphere like these days? I mean, you mentioned that basically, um, you know, the, the troubles aren't at the same level as they were in the past. Um, you never see any trouble then? <laughs> <laughs> talk about explosions yeah. just was, talk about the explosions was, I don't, you don't have to talk about that it that was such like an Alan Partridge so question yeah. so we've had the troubles uh, have you ever seen troubles um, have you ever seen an explosion any, have you ever any, seen uh, two men burning in a tank going oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to understand man's inhumanity to man yeah. and then make a podcast out of it <laughs> um have I? That's, uh, an Alan, that's an Alan Partridge reference. I, I haven't gone into Alan Partridge on this podcast Really? Yet. How many episodes are you in? Yeah, uh, this, is, this is, well, I've done at least 275 episodes now. Oh, my God. But I've, there's so much to do. I mean, you can tell all it all, all we need to do is have start having a conversation. Yeah. And then that needs to be explained. And then we have to explain the explanation. Uh, so, you know, these things go on. But I, I'm doing, I'm, I've got like a plan to do episodes about comedy. And I've done... Peter Cook and Dudley Moore, and I've mm. done Monty Python, mm-hmm. uh, I've done Ali G, mm-hmm. and so I'm building up to doing Alan Partridge. You just post out a couple of DVDs to your listeners, yeah, or send one out and then trust that that person will pass it on. Just just send set up like a DVD club, yeah. So they have to send it on to another person. Partridge amongst the podcasters, yeah. Just do that. <laughs> um, troubles have I? Oh, the troubles I've seen. Um, what's the point? And what's the? Why were there troubles anyway? People might not know. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a time limit so that you don't feel obliged to talk about this okay. any longer than you want to. So um, it's now three o three. You okay. can talk maximum seven minutes on this subject. Okay, so ten past. So three. You got ten past three, and then we can stop talking about it. But. Uh. Um, it's not that I just don't want to talk about it. It's just so 
confusing and yeah. uh, so in depth. Um, basically, the the um, too long didn't read version is there's Catholics and there's Protestants, right? And there's uh, socio-economic reasons why they don't like each other, going back years and years and years. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, cats and dogs, uh, right? Type of thing. Yeah. Um, so that led to uh, uh, the partition. The partition of our. Oh God, it goes back so so I think, long. I think. Right. In fact, you know what, Marcus? I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna read from a text which is on a really great uh, website, and this is the British Library, and and uh, the British Library has a website called Sounds Familiar, and it's all about accents from all over the UK. Okay. All right. And uh, for each region, they have a little uh, explanation for some of the historical mm-hmm. reasons behind the complexity of the accents. All right. So to save us both the difficulty of trying to explain this complicated <laughs> and potentially expl- uh, explosive yeah. uh, uh, thing, um, it's, 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 it's awkward. We don't want to get it wrong. So anyway, I'm going to explain it from the website, okay? And I'm, the link <laughs> is on the website. So Northern Ireland, the plantation of Ulster yes. uh, that began in 1609 was a planned process of settlement aimed at preventing further rebellion among the population in the north of Ireland. This part of the island was at that time virtually exclusively Gaelic-speaking and had shown the greatest resistance to English colonisation. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about the evil, bad English who were colonising oh. Ireland. Um, all right? From the early 17th century onwards, Irish lands were confiscated or taken and given to British settlers mm-hmm. or planters who arrived in increasing numbers, bringing the English language with them. Large numbers of settlers came from from southwest Scotland and thus spoke a Scots dialect, while the remaining settlers came predominantly from the north and midlands of England. By 1830, for instance, Londonderry, which is one of the cities in, in Northern Ireland, mm-hmm. had a population that was 25% Scots, 25% English, and 50% native Irish. Okay, so for some considerable time, the colonists remained surrounded by Gaelic-speaking communities in County Donegal to the west and the counties of Louth. Louth. How do you say it? Louth. Louth. Monaghan (laughs) and Cavan to the south. Thus, English in the northeast of Ireland developed in in relative isolation from other English-speaking areas such as Dublin. All right, so anyway... um, Northern Ireland was sort of populated by the English and Scots, mm-hmm. and uh, they were Protestant as well. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, large parts of Ireland are Catholic, or certainly have been Catholic over the time, and so you've got a double conflict of the Catholics and the Protestants, who mm-hmm. you know never really got on very well, and also those people who live in Northern Ireland who believe that the country should be part of the UK, yes. and those who believe it should be part of the Republic of Ireland. So you've got mm-hmm. the Republicans... Uh, and the unionists. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of like two reasons why they should get on, uh, they yeah. should uh, fight with each other. Yeah. And it's all the fault of the English, as usual. Well, I think it's more of a fault just if people can't get along yeah. in general. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, well, historically maybe the English is fault, but now I think we're at a point where it's just like, just stop being dicks. Yeah. Like, uh, the vast majority of people in Northern Ireland is just, can you just stop getting on now? Yeah. You know, yeah. we've all we've had enough of this. Carry on, and you know it's time to just you know, just make it work. Yeah, well, we're faced with a problem because people keep leaving to go to Australia and Canada, and it's the second you know, um, second famine, but a cultural famine. 
Right, really? I guess you could call it. But yeah, there's no work and people are just so fed up with the, the type of stuff in the news. It's just like, yeah. obviously you're going to get, you know, some degree of that everywhere, but it's just when a lot of people's experience and life is almost defined by that, then you can't blame them for, you know, going to Paris and living there or going to Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just, well, I've had enough of this and I won't be part of it anymore type yeah. of thing. And those people who think that, who still live there, like, well, I'm not going to be a part of this, then that kind of just leaves the two opposing groups to just continuously fight it out, you know? Yeah, so you've got like a, a large, fairly silent majority of people mm-hmm. who are just like, oh, I just, I've had enough of it. Yeah. And then there are the minorities who still really hold on passionately to mm-hmm. those beliefs and they, they dominate the news. Mm-hmm. Um, right, it's a pity, isn't it? What, do you, what about the rest of the UK? How do you see Northern Ireland as part of the UK? Because we've got Scotland who, you know, it seems they're halfway towards wanting to leave. There's a lot of people in Northern Ireland who were just like, go on, go on, do it, do it for us, (laughs) you know. It's like, go on, stick it to them. Um, But yeah, whenever that, we were, a lot of people here were excited. We were just sort of like, you know, it would be, it would have been so interesting had they become independent. Because then there might have been more of an argument for those who want it want Northern Ireland to then become part of the Republic again mm. or become entirely depend, you know, independent in itself yeah. and I think that would be an interesting thing although very unfeasible because if we've already got right well we want to be part of the Republic of Ireland and then there's other people no we want to stay in the UK then if you throw in how about we're independent entirely then you, that's a whole other thing thrown in top but of that but that's Europe though, though isn't it yeah. because it's like if we if we leave the UK we're we're going to be in Europe still. Mm-hmm. So it's like, which club do we want to join? Yeah. And Northern Ireland, there's so many people in Northern Ireland have an identity crisis. They don't know whether, you know, should they apply for an Irish passport? Should they apply for a UK? Where, if, you know, if you're born in Northern Ireland, you can have either. Um, mm. A lot of time comes down to, well, what is more expensive at the moment and what yeah. is quicker because I'm going on holiday soon. Yeah. Um, so I don't identify... If someone, you know, the perfect example is never we turned up to the hotel last night, yeah, and we were checking in, and he's like, "Are you English?" And we're like, "No, no, we're um, we're Irish." And he goes, "Oh, Republic." And I was like, "Well, no, Northern Ireland." And then we all I haven't even got the key, and it was just started, and it was just like, you know what? It's it's too confusing. So I wouldn't feel comfortable saying I'm Irish. I wouldn't feel comfortable saying I'm British. I wouldn't feel comfortable saying I'm Northern Irish. So it's kind of like. You can say you're from the north of Ireland, but that's a very politically sensitive uh, Republican way to say, because you're inferring that the north is part of Ireland. If you say the north of Ireland rather than northern Ireland, because that's a defined term, it's so... Uh, you can't even check into a hotel. No, it's right. Uh, we felt we just should have just turned around and got back on the plane just oh, to avoid God. the awkwardness. Let's go. Let's go. You can't even check into a hotel and you can't even mm. appear on an episode of Luke's English podcast without no. all of the history being... See, being now you, you have to think of how... Are you going to say Northern Irish guest? Or are you going to say Irish guest? I'm going to have British? to say Northern Irish because, uh, I don't know, I just... I guess it d- differentiates it more, I guess. Well, it it, it gives a clear idea. Yeah. Although, because unfortunately, as it stands, I mean, fortunately, unfortunately, whatever, you, however you want to think mm-hmm. about it, as it stands, technically, it's Northern Ireland, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, whether that's a good or a bad thing, I don't know, but that's just what it is at this yeah. point in time. Um, and if it, you know, if it changes, then then okay. Mm-hmm. But I mean, technically, Ireland is a geographical. Mm-hmm. 
it is that's a geographical term. Yeah. So you are from the north of Ireland, mm-hmm. geographically speaking. But I'm also from the UK. But you're also from the UK. And I'm also Northern Irish. And you're also Northern Irish. Maybe I should embrace them all then, just rather than have an identity crisis. Just one day I feel particularly Irish. Yeah. One day. I, to be honest, I don't really, I don't, I don't really care because it's, it's just a whole thing. Whatever, whatever you want to call me, I don't care. Okay. Unless it's incorrect. I'll call you Marcus. Yeah, that's fine. All right. But, uh, but uh, at the moment, the, the, uh, the working title for this episode is Northern Ireland Accent s- forward slash Marcus Keeley. Oh. But, but I could equally call it a cup of tea with Marcus Keeley, which is what I often call episodes where I have guests, mm. even though we haven't drunk any tea. But it rhymes, though. A What's cup of name? tea with Marcus Keeley. It does rhyme, yeah. doesn't it? Maybe I'll just call it that and just leave yeah. the politics to one side. Whatever. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, no, I'm talking about the accent and about... We, we, we were talking about it earlier on. Uh, we're on 58 minutes of this episode, which I could just divide into two. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's no problem. Um, do you have time to talk to me yeah. a little bit about uh, accents mm-hmm. that you might hear in Northern Ireland? Oh, yes. All right. Lovely. Hi there. That is the end of part two now. And uh, you'll be able to follow the rest of this conversation in part three. And what's going to happen in part three? Well, we will delve deeper into the accent. Um, and we're going to look at uh, various phrases that are very typical uh, in uh, the sort of dialect that you might hear in Northern Ireland. And look at some of the differences between the way that I speak and the way that Marcus speaks or the way that uh, uh, certain other types of people might speak in Northern Ireland. So that's going to be good. Um, don't forget to visit teacherluke.com co.uk and you can leave your comments and do all the other stuff the other amazing things that you can do there um but uh for now it's time for me to just say goodbye and you should be able to listen to part three very soon okay then that's it bye 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 thanks again for listening to luke's english podcast for more information visit teacherluke.co.uk Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.